How does one maintain a level of success needed? How does one deal with things? How does one get their driver's license? How does one get good grades? How does one know for sure? How does one handle the transition into starting their own independent life in college? Hello there, and thank you for listening to the How Does One podcast. My name is Sarah Lusk, I'm a high school senior, and today I'm going to be talking about processing difficult emotions and working through them in a healthy way. Uh, First, I'd like to encourage you to follow this podcast. I upload new episodes every Friday on various topics for teenagers, and I'd love if you would take a moment to leave a rating or review if you can and share it with anyone you think could benefit from listening to these. My goal is to guide and encourage teenagers through high school and life in general, so I hope this helps you in some way. Uh, In my past podcasts, I've done them with guests. I have not done one on my own yet, so if this is a little more awkward, I'm sorry. Um, I know that in the other ones with the guests, I'll do like an icebreaker or something. It just kind of helps encourage you to be less awkward and that's kind of hard to do when it's just me chilling in my bedroom recording, you know? So I just have mercy on me and I hope that you can still take the advice I'm trying to give and I hope that it still helps you and encourages you in some way. So like I said, we're going to be talking about processing uh, difficult emotions. So I feel like This can be broken up into two groups. It can be changing your thoughts or mental techniques, and it can be changing your behaviors, physical techniques. I feel like on their own, they're not that helpful. I feel like this is the kind of thing that you have to do both to reach full processing. Maybe if you just do physical techniques, it'll help you a little bit. If you do emotional techniques, it'll help you probably more than physical techniques, in my opinion. But if you do them together, they work so well and it'll work for just about anybody, I feel like. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about mental techniques first. There's several acronyms out there, but I just chose two to kind of help summarize what it is. And they're very similar overall. So I'm just going to go in deep with one and skim over the second one. So the first one is HELP and the second one is RAIN. So HELP stands for How Am I Feeling, Empty Out, Listen, and Practice. So how am I feeling? That is the first step of this. You can't process an emotion if you don't know what that emotion is. So what you need to do is just kind of like search your brain, search your heart, and just kind of be like, what am I feeling? And you need to identify what the problem is. So just so that this can kind of flow and you can follow the process with me, I'm going to just come up with a fake scenario that I'm feeling so you can see it. So if I was trying to work through help, I would pull out a journal or a piece of paper. I feel like that's the best way to walk through this. And I would write out help on the side. So H, how am I feeling? Well, um, I'm feeling sad, for example. This is just just an example. I'm I'm good. Um, So I'm feeling sad right now. And that's the first step. Second step, empty out. Why am I feeling like this? This is where you take advantage of this piece of paper and just totally just throw down every emotion you're feeling right now. Let's say I'm sad because a concert I really wanted to go to got canceled because of social distancing and wanting to keep people safe. So I'm just gonna pour out my heart on this piece of paper and just express what I'm feeling. Why am I feeling this? Who caused this? This is just kind of a safe way to explore your emotion without just like, pouring it out on somebody else or projecting or something. And with this piece of paper, you can be honest and vulnerable. For myself, I know that sometimes my thoughts get all jumbled in my head and I find myself repeating the same thought in my head. I'm like, I'm angry because of this. And that's about as far as I can go. Whereas if you're on the piece of paper, you can see, oh, I already wrote that. Well, let's move forward. So um, I am 
so sad because this concert got canceled and I'm kind of angry too that they felt like they should cancel it and I'm angry at Corona and I'm angry at this and I'm sad because I spent a lot of money on these tickets. So let's say that's my empty out. I've just been so vulnerable and I've expressed myself on this paper and now it feels okay because it's on the paper and I don't have to have it in my head and in my heart and jumbled up all inside of me. The next step is the L and it's listen. Technically, it stands for listen to your heart, but I don't know, that kind of gives me like Mulan vibes and I really feel like that's not gonna help me process an emotion. So we're just gonna shorten it to listen. Um, but because it is technically listen to your heart, I feel like that explains a little bit better what you do in this step. So you're gonna address the emotion in this step and kind of look at it objectively. This is what my heart has poured out, but how much of this is true? If you're feeling sad and angry, in my example, because of corona, is that really a legitimate thing to be angry at? Does corona care that I am mad? No, it doesn't. Um, if you're not able to look at your own feelings objectively, which is fine, a lot of people can't, let's be honest. If you can't, um, look at it more like, listen to the people around you. If somebody came and read this, would they say, wow, Sarah is so justified in being angry at Corona? No. They would say, well, that's selfish. Corona has been so detrimental to so many people's lives and families and systems of um, income and so many things. Does she have the right to be angry at Corona? No, I don't. It's a self-centered thinking. So if you can look at this objectively, it really helps you break off this feeling. Um, the focus of this is really to look at it outside of yourself. Will this matter in 10 years? Will this matter in two weeks? Is what I'm saying about myself true? If your uh, feeling of hurt is feeling insecure, feeling like you're ugly, feeling like you're worthless, is that true? Are you really ugly? Are you actually worthless? If you're religious like I am, I would say listen to what God says. If you're feeling insecure, if you're feeling ugly, I would find a devotion. I would find verses that say, you are beautifully and wonderfully made. You are made in God's image. I would look at things to ch change what I'm feeling about myself and to find a more correct view. If you're not religious, you can say, what do my friends say about me? Do your friends think you have value? Well, if they're willing to hang out with you, then probably, unless you really do do friends and you need to get new friends. But if your friends are good people, then they're going to tell you, yeah, I love hanging out with you. You're funny. You're nice. You're a supporter. You'll defend me when I need you to. You know, this is the truth of what you're feeling and you need to change that. So the best way to change that is the last step of help, which is P for practice. Break the cycle of your emotions and of your thoughts. Create new habits that discourage you from falling into that cycle. So if you're like me and you're sad about this canceled concert that you're supposedly going to or we're going to go to, then the best way to change that would be looking at it like, hey, I get to go next year, or I get to go later in the year, or I got my money back so I can buy merchandise instead. Let's say that that's how you look at it. Well, that's a very positive way to break out of the cycle of self-centered sadness. If you're feeling insecure about yourself, I know that for myself on days when I'm feeling more insecure, I take extra time to take care of myself longer showers, putting on makeup, even if I'm not going anywhere, getting dressed. I got dressed today and I'm not going anywhere. I feel better when I do it. I feel more secure in myself. I feel like I'm taking time to value myself and to take care of my body. 
And that's a great way to break out of insecurity, is looking at yourself and saying, yeah, I don't have to sit around in my pajamas all day just because I'm at home. If you're feeling angry with somebody, a way to break out of that habit is to address it with them. That is the easiest way to break out of it. It's not something I always do, but it's so much easier than walking around and be like, I can't believe you left me on red or whatever you're angry about. You know, addressing it, even if it's not with the person, is such a good way to get it off your chest. It's very similar to the empty out, but you feel like somebody's actually listening to you. You don't have to tell people that you're hurting. You just have to carry that weight on your own. I guess is the best way to word that. Like, you can't force other people to carry that weight for you. That's what I'm trying to say. So if you are going to share with someone that you're angry, that you're hurting, that you're lonely, don't expect them to check on you every day. Although we wish they would, that's not realistic. People don't have that kind of time and people don't really think about that. So you need to be willing to reach out to others and say, hey, how are you doing? I may be lonely, but I'm gonna focus on you. And that is the best way to get out of a self-centered feeling of sadness and to process through that, through others. The next process I wanted to talk about was rain. That was one I was gonna skim over a little bit because it's very similar to help. So the first step of rain is recognize. That's, what are my current emotions? How am I feeling? Am I sad? Am I angry? Am I hurting? That's very similar to the how am I feeling step of help. The second step of RAIN is acknowledge. Accept that you feel a certain way. Yes, I am angry, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm fine when I'm not. Yes, I am sad that this concert got canceled. No, I'm not going to rationalize my emotions and pretend that I'm totally fine that that happened. I know that recently uh, somebody told me something and I felt like they were betraying me as a friend and it wasn't even that serious. It was like literally so minor. And at first I was like, it's fine. Like, I don't care that they've chosen to do this. But in reality, I was like, man, they're betraying me. They're choosing something over me. And then into the investigate step. Search for the core reason of why you're feeling some way. Did somebody hurt you? Are you feeling unheard? Why are you feeling this way? This is a lot like the empty out where you just kind of search your feelings and you're like, what am I feeling? You know, that's what it is. So for me, in that situation with the friend, I was like, okay, am I really angry at this person? Am I feeling betrayed because I feel like I do a lot for them? I just had to look into it. What am I feeling and why? Why does it matter to me that this person told me this minor detail? Eventually, I kind of identified in myself, like, yeah, I, I am upset about it. But because I was able to look at it objectively, I was like, yeah, this is a little selfish of me to be upset about this. This is so minor. Um, and I was able to process through that without pretending like I wasn't upset. And that's where the non-identify step comes in. Once you know what the hurt is, don't allow yourself to become that emotion. Don't just become totally absorbed into your sadness or your loneliness or your anger. That is not who you are. You are a person and you get to feel these things, but you do not get to be these things because that puts you in a place where you honestly become a toxic friend, you become a toxic person. Nobody wants to be around someone who is always sad. Not becoming your emotion can be really difficult, but if you find somebody in your life who could be an accountability partner for you, that may make it so much easier. If you struggle falling into cycles of depression, tell someone. Reach out to a parent, a trusted friend, somebody you trust, whether it, it could even be a counselor. Um, they have a lot of opportunities online to reach out to counselors and stuff, so that might be an option for you. Um, just find somebody in your life who you trust, who you can check in with. Don't expect them to check in on you. You check in with them. Say, hey, just want to let you know that today's kind of been a hard day. 
And if this person really is a good person, they'll say, hey, uh, that's fine. Let me call you. Let me text you. What can I do? Can I bring you something? They will be willing to help you or they could even offer you solutions. Well, have you cleaned? That always puts you in a better mood. Or how about you watch a movie? They can help you process this emotion. Don't do it on your own if you feel like you can't because you'll never get through it on your own. So there are several different ways to process emotions physically, like I said earlier, um, which is changing your behaviors. So this is essentially like a way to get out of your emotions and put it somewhere else. So if uh, you're creative, write a song about it, write a poem. I know this sounds so dumb. Let's say I wrote a song about not being able to go to my concert. Nobody would listen to that. It's not meant for other people. It's not meant to impress others. It's meant to put my emotions on a piece of paper. So let's say I write a 10 minute ballad about how upset I am that I can't go to this concert. Well, in two days, I'll look back at the song and be like, man, that was really silly. And I've moved on. I've processed my sadness about not getting to go to the concert. If you write a poem, let's say it's actually a pretty good poem. Let's say, let's say you're upset at your parents and you write a poem about it. Share it, put it on Pinterest, put it on Instagram, put it somewhere out there where people can read it. They're probably sharing similar emotions. And being able to process through your emotions can actually help other people process through their emotions because they can relate and identify and move through that process with you. Another creative option would be painting. You could do it just for fun. You could do something Bob Rossi. You could paint clouds. Those are easy. Or you could do something that represents your emotions. If you're feeling sad, paint that out. It's so easy to just get caught up and be like, nope, if I'm going to do something creative, it's got to be good. But that's not going to help you process your emotions. Even if it's the ugliest cloud you've ever seen, you're going to feel better when you're done. Because you've not only found a distraction, you've found a way to use your energy for something besides being sad, being angry, being lonely. You're using it for something else. Another way could be write a short story. If you're anything like me, you get really angry when you finish an argument and you don't get to say everything you want to say. You're like in the shower and you're like, oh, I could have said this, I could have said that. Writing a short story is actually a great way to do it. Or um, if you don't do a short story, maybe pretend like you're writing a TED talk. Again, sounds super cringy, but it works. Um, one time somebody, I had shared that I wanted to get gauges with someone, this was years ago, and they came back and were like, no, that's a terrible idea. Nobody will depend on you in the professional world. They'll think you're a silly little teenager and they won't think that you're legit about anything. They'll think you're just there to have fun. And that made me so angry. And I felt like they were trying to minimize my ability because I wanted gauges, you know? And that's just unrealistic, especially in our way that life is changing our culture. And this is kind of me ranting about culture now, sorry. Um, but I was just really angry about it. But I didn't want to just pour out all my anger and just kind of blast this person with all my comebacks. So I wrote a speech about it. I wrote a speech about judging people's appearances and how, you know, having gauges doesn't make you less capable of doing things in the world. Um, now I'm not as interested in getting gauges, in case you're wondering. I just, I'm not ready to commit to stretching my ears and I don't think my parents would be a fan of it. Um, but yeah, it's just, that's a lot of commitment that I'm not ready for <laughs> at any point in my life. Another thing you can do kind of creatively is making a list of things that make you happy or things that you're thankful for. Um, I know that for myself, this is a really hard thing to do when I'm angry. I'm just like, I'm thankful for anger. I'm thankful for my journal that I can pour out my feelings to. You know, it tends to be like a passive aggressive list. I'm thankful that I'm right, you know, but it doesn't have to be like that. I'm, I'm thankful for ramen. 
I am thankful for cereal. It can be basic things. Anything to get you away from focusing on your emotion is good. Uh, I was actually listening to a TED talk today, and one of the speakers mentioned that, I guess there's a science to prove it, I don't know, I don't have the study, but he said it, so it must be true, um, that if you distract yourself, even for two minutes, it can majorly help decrease the emotion you're feeling. If it's sadness, distracting yourself majorly decreases it. I don't know, that's what he said. I'll put the TED talk in the description. 10 out of 10 would recommend, it was really interesting. But yeah, um, and I just think that's so interesting. You could literally read a book for two minutes and you're not focused on what's going in your head and your heart. Instead, you're gonna be focused on the words in the book. If you don't like to read and you'd rather do math or something, if that's what's gonna distract you, do it. Find something to immerse yourself in, even for a small amount of time, that'll distract your thoughts and feelings. If you don't want to do something creative and you'd rather do something practical or you don't have, I don't know, paint and pen at home, you can do other things. Uh, read a book. That is always a great option, like I said, or an inspiring story. I can't remember if he said it in the ones I released, but I know that Jacob has a coping movie idea thing where he watches a movie that's very similar to the situation he's going through, but the hero wins, and it makes him feel like he can get through things better. If you don't know who Jacob is, check out the Breakups and Knowing When to Leave podcast. I have released previously because they're really good, really interesting, and he's funny, so you'll enjoy it. But <laughs> go check those out. Um, but yeah, he has this theory, and um, he recently went through a breakup and watched a movie, and the hero is going through a similar situation that he is, and in the end, the hero wins. And he came back two later and was like, yeah, I feel better. This is great. And in two days, he's feeling better, you know? And so if that works for you, if you're a movie junkie, then try that. Find something that you can relate to, even if it's a kid's movie, even if it's the cringiest movie ever, if the hero wins, you'll feel better. If you don't have time for watching a movie, read the synopsis. Um, another thing you could do is playing with a pet or an animal. Um, it's just the idea of getting out of your head, again, a distraction, and focusing on something else. Um, they actually recommend this for anxiety as well. It's a way of grounding yourself because you're in contact with somebody or you feel like you have a connection. Um, so yeah. Another thing more practical is cleaning. They actually say that cleaning or reorganizing your room or doing something like that gives you a sense of control. It makes you feel like you can control a situation because you're focusing on something else. You can reorganize your room however you want. That gives you control over your room and the way it looks. I know for myself that I frequently clean my room and frequently reorganize and redecorate because I get bored of looking the same, but it also helps me know I have control over this situation. I have control over the way my room looks. Meeting your physical needs is also a great way to process emotions. Um, that could be taking a shower. That could be exercising. I know that um, when I've struggled through difficult times or through depression, exercising is really a great thing that I found. I am not active at all. I hate running. I'm asthmatic. It's just not a good time. But for some reason, being at the gym, I feel like probably the fact that it's indoor makes it a little easier to breathe. But I would just work out on the machines, I'd put on my earbuds, I'd read a book, and it was just a way to get out of my head and focus on something else. And um, exercising is also a great way to get out of your energy and to just focus on putting your energy someplace other than feeling sad, feeling lonely, feeling depressed. Um, another thing I found that was really, really helpful for me was tracking how much water I'm drinking. Um, I feel like 90% of teenagers do not drink enough water. I, yeah, you can disagree with me all you want, I think it's the facts. 
Um, there's an app called Plant Nanny, and I'm all there for games that have, like, cute little characters and animals. Animal Crossing, I love it, mostly because the characters are cute. So Plant Nanny, you get a little succulent plant, and you track your water, and the plant will grow with the amount of water you're drinking. And it was a great way for me to be encouraged to drink water. Water can also clean up your skin and stuff, so I know that sometimes that causes people distress of, like, seeing acne. I can't relate to that at all. I have really bad skin, but hey, if it works, it works. Um, so drinking more water and that's also a good way to flush out your system and you know the foods you eat can contribute to your emotions so being more careful with not eating a bunch of sugar and processed foods and eating better eating vegetables eating fruits that is a great way to change your mind and to change your energy and to be more energized in the day um, another thing you can do is just cry <laughs> scream be aggressive be calm do something to express your emotions physically I wouldn't say, you know, go yelling at the neighbors. I wouldn't say break a wall or something. But I would just say, you know, allow yourself to feel these things. Um, another thing you can do relationally if you want to help fix these things is telling someone how you feel and venting. That's a great way to get other people to know how you're feeling. Um, do something nice for others. Take the focus off of yourself. That's something I feel like I've repeated myself on, but that's because it's the most important way to process an emotion and move through things. Um, if you like the idea of plant nanny, get a literal plant. It gives you something to take care of. It gives you something to focus on. Put your energy on. You're not going to be so concerned about the sadness you feel when you're scared that your succulent's about to die. You know, um, kind of my current situation. Please pray for my succulent. Pretty sure they're dying. It's kind of scary and sad. Um, but yeah. Another thing you can do if you're struggling with anxiety specifically, I feel like this could work for anyone, but I just know that this is very common for like anxiety techniques, breathing. It sounds so silly. You're like, oh, thank you. Very intelligent. You told us to breathe. But if you breathe slowly, if you take deep breaths, you force yourself to focus on something besides your stress, your anxiety, your fear. If you're in the process of having an anxiety attack or you're about to, if you slow your breathing, you're not thinking about how scared you are. You're thinking about the speed you're breathing at. If you think about the way you blink, you know, people are always like, hey, you didn't notice you were blinking. I hate when people do that. And they're like, now you're thinking about the way you blink, you know, but it is true. You're not thinking about the way you're standing until someone says, hey, you're standing funny. You have to focus in on that intentionally. Another thing is grounding. This has been one of my go-tos when I was struggling with some serious anxiety is um, there's five steps to it and they're kind of hard to remember. Um, so hopefully you remember this. Otherwise, I'm going to put it in the description so you can screenshot it or something to look at later. So there's five steps to grounding. The first is you look at five things. Wherever you're at, just find five things and count them. So I'm in my room right now. So I'm looking at my guitar, my piano, my bed, my lamp and my light. That's five things. I've looked at them. Touch four things. Well, I can touch the floor, I can touch my computer, I can touch the stool, and I can touch my glass of water. Then you listen to three things. Well, I can hear the vent in the background, I can hear my dog breathing, and I can hear myself talking. That's three things. Taste two things. Well, I can taste my spit, again, I can taste my LaCroix. There's two things. Smell one thing. Well, the air doesn't really have a scent, but I breathed in, so that's close enough. Um, but by doing grounding, you're walking yourself through a process of you having to focus. Okay, how many things did I look at? How many things did I think about? You bring yourself back to reality. I know so many people who use this technique who are suffering with anxiety, and it really brings them back to reality of like, I am in here, I am in this moment, I am not in my emotions. 
Um, the last thing I would recommend doing if you're trying to process your emotions is pray. If prayer is something you're totally uninterested in doing, then again, the empty out step could be similar. It's just writing out everything you're upset about, everything you're hurting with, everything that makes you angry. It's just putting it somewhere else outside of your head. So I guess just to summarize everything I've talked about is uh, help, which is what we talked about for processing mentally. How am I feeling? Empty out, listen and practice or rain if you prefer that one. And then physical coping techniques. Put your energy somewhere besides focusing on your problems and focusing on yourself. If you get out of that self-centered mindset, it's so much easier to work through these things because you're willing to see the world is not just you. It's not just the problems you're dealing with. So I hope that this has encouraged you in some way. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that you could share this with somebody who could use this. Um, again, I'd love if you could follow, leave a rating, a review, or um, if you would like to share a topic you wish I would cover, there's a Google Forms link in the description. Feel free to fill that out. It's totally anonymous. Um, you, it doesn't require an email or anything. You just click the link, it'll open, and you can submit your suggestion. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and stay safe.